Isn't that what it's all about? Drama. Yes. That's <laughs> the time. That's the thing. Welcome to Puro Pinche Sports. I'm your host, Jose Garza, and tonight I'm joined by my co-host, Trey Parker and Arturo Ibarra. What's going on, guys? What's going on, buddy? What's up, man? Ah, week three of football has gone and passed. Another week that is just odd as fuck for us, you know. You have some shitty games for primetime television, whether it's Sunday Night Football or the first half of Monday Night Football. Well, you got some bangers on the new game, like the Dolphins versus the Bills. Um, overall, Trey, let me ask you now, Broncos fan, um, football extraordinaire, uh, what are your thoughts after three weeks, man? Like, it looks like more or less everyone's getting out of their preseason mode. Like, they're all feeling fresh as is. So, like, what are your thoughts right now going into week four? Uh, it's definitely been a weird three weeks for sure. Uh, not only in the actual NFL, but in fantasy as well. Uh, it's kind of been hard to judge certain things, you know, certain players you think are going to be hot, don't, and then vice versa. So. Uh, it's been interesting, man. It's been a real, real whirlwind of, of emotions, <laughs> both uh, in the actual NFL and non-NFL related. So it's it's fun, though. It throws a little mix in, for sure. How are you feeling, Art, with everything? Oh, oh it's not me. Um, Controversy. Yeah, dude. Honestly, man, it's it's been – I'm glad football's back, first of all, though. But I think at the end of the day, though, it's been a, a weird – three weeks already especially with the players like in our fantasy league man like i don't think i drafted bad it's just my team has not shown and it's it's it it sucks but literally that this is the only league that i'm like down on i'm on the other five i'm like good but it the other four i'm good but this one is just i'm Jesus. down man. five you're crazy bro i'm total five yeah i'm doing four uh i think in, well this one that we're in i'm in, i'm one and two which sucks. I think I have a good roster too. I'm two and one in Kevin's league where I'm champion. I'm one and two. And then the Yahoo league, I'm, I'm actually oh and three. And I thought I had a solid banger team there too. So it's just, it's odd. It's, yeah, odd it's weird. Very weird. Okay. Same concept in my third league. I'm doing pure trash. And I thought I had a decent lineup, but nope. Like I think I sent you on my rosters. I haven't done any trades or anything. And I thought they were at least all, you know, final four worthy, but nope, nope, not this season. The fantasy no gods are, are weird right now. So. They're against us. But anyways, I think people don't want to hear about our fantasy, you know. Well, we have more stories about fantasy. I mean, we have enough shit. We were talking about this right now before, so we'll get to, to that later. So I wanted to start with the big game. The Buffalo Bills visiting the Miami Dolphins. I think that was arguably one of the best anticipated games going into week three due to the fact of how the Dolphins came back, how strong the Bills have looked. But playing out in Miami, you know, the weather seems to really affect a lot of teams when they come visit, whether it's Tampa, you know, Jacksonville, or even Miami. When you go visit, it's a tough time. Trey, you saw the Dolphins squeak a win, right? I say squeak because I don't know if it was, like, dominant or such like that. But give me your thoughts on the Dolphins winning, taking control of the AFC East, and what you think their future is. Man, that was a, a really, really weird game. Uh, I, man, both both games in Florida, the opposite team looked winded. If you look at the end of that game, Allen looked beat. Stephon Diggs looked beat. Like, these guys were dog-tired. Uh, they put up a good fight, but I think also losing it at the end like that definitely whooped them even more. Uh, it was a good game nonetheless, so I, I was really excited. I thought it was going to be a gunslinger, but it ended up being a – pretty low scoring game from what I thought it was going to be. So 
Uh, overall, I was, I was impressed with it. I was very happy with that game. I still can't believe Tua came up on top like that. That's crazy, but I guess it is what it is at this point. So, Yeah, I mean, you saw him get dropped. Like like he fell back and hit the back of his head mm-hmm. right before you know the end of the first half. And then he gets up, he stumbles, you know. That some, was say, some say it was maybe his back. You know, he did have that hip injury history before. So, you know, anyone who has back problems, you know, you kind of know, like, if you start stumbling, your legs feel weak and shit like that. Um, Art, give me your thoughts on the Bills, though, because they had control for the game for 40 minutes. They were on offense for 40 minutes. 90 plays versus 39 offensive plays for the Dolphins. Give me your thoughts on the Bills struggling, even though they had 40 minutes of possession. So I think, I mean, we saw them just, man, like they they manhandled, man, like past teams, the Bills did. And then they couldn't do that with the Dolphins. Like, yeah, they had some of the injuries. And yet again, they were playing at home with the Dolphins, though. So it was the heat. The heat got a lot of them. I don't think they were ready for that. Um but man, it, you could see the frustration from Allen, like not being able to move the ball yep. as the possession. So it was just nonstop. Like it, it was, it was kind of weird seeing a top tier team struggle like that. But yet again, we have to keep the heat. We have to keep the defense and his weapons, man. Like Stefan Dix, man, he was. He was out of it. Like you could see him walking to the side trying to catch his breath. McKenzie had like hamstring or cramps or calf crab uh calf cramps <laughs> in the middle of the game. Yeah. So you saw him like you saw him on the side of it, tried to stretch, uh try to stretch him out though. But come on, Bron. It was it was crazy though. It, you could see the frustration. I think they, they balanced back this week though. The Dolphins, hey, it's the Dolphins. They're they're a contender right now, but uh, we're gonna have to see how they they do tomorrow against the Bengals. Though the Bengals haven't shown too much on their offensive line, though. But yeah. he was hurt. It's in Cincinnati, so I know Cincinnati has to. They have to put a stop to all the all the trash talk, man. They have to do something. But we'll see. It was a good game, though. For sure. And just going back and forth. Not a not a gunslinger, though. But. It was crazy because, like I said, like you got the Dolphins in there for like the defense was in there trying to defend Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, uh, Gabriel Davis, you know, all this offensive weapons that have been turning it up the first two weeks. They're in there for 90 plays. Like that's rough. And the defense isn't exactly like top notch, but they hung in there really tight. They held them to like only 17 points of offense um, minus, you know, of course, plus the two points from special teams, you know, with a butt punt going straight into the end zone. Uh one I I thought I thought the game was going to end with like the field goal for the Bills and stuff like that, but how impressive were impressed were y'all with the fact that uh the Dolphins just hung in there. The defense 90 minutes or not, not 40 minutes, 90 plays. They just hung in there. They said not today. Like they weren't going to give up. What, what are y'all thoughts on that? Yeah, either of y'all can go. Go for Trey. Uh man, I mean, resilience, bro. Resilience. I think they knew. Obviously, again, like you said, that's a long time being on the field. That's a long time being out. You know, because if you look at the other sideline, Josh Allen sitting under shade and this, that, and the other, and you know, trying to stay hydrated, it's rough, man. So I think the resilience was they were just pushing. Um, I think they also got excited about you know uh, what they were doing offensively because they were making some nice plays. 
Um, I'm still curious, like you said about the whole, uh, you know, hitting his head and going concussed or whatever the hell he did, and then coming back on the field because they're, I guess, they're looking into that apparently. Yeah, investigating. Um, so I think just the resilience, man, of the, the, the defense definitely showed up, and they they held one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now to, you know, to a loss. So that's impressive to me. To 17 points on offense, a loss, and, you know, a, a sad trip home. You saw, you know, Tua consoling Josh Allen after the game. You know, it was a yeah, tough that was battle. Brutal. That was brutal. Um, Art, do are we underestimating Tua? I mean, just the way that everything's going, like, is Tua showing out more? Like, yes, he didn't throw for, like, 200 yards plus, multiple touchdowns or anything like that, but he hung in there still for his part, even though he was hurt. You know, he still hung in there, uh, didn't want to let his teammates down. What are your thoughts on that? So I think it goes back to what I said last week, man. Like, Tua is one of those quarterbacks that got criticized a lot last season and the season before that, like, coming into uh hertz was another one of those i found it oh you did it. good great yeah. oh, that's gonna be a nice little oh, segment well, we but, talk- um, i was wondering like, what you're doing. <laughs> it's, it's worse no, than but, i thought yeah no it, it was bad but Tua, like he was one of those criticized quarterbacks i know you like him and hertz and i think now that he they got a new coach they got a new manager and everything like just like what trey and and us have been talking in our chat you know like it's it's a new regimen that the quarterback has to get used to. And we're seeing that with Fields. We're seeing that with Russell Wilson. We're seeing that with um, some of the other guys, like the wide receivers that are coming into a new organization. They have to learn the new plan. And I think Tua did that last year. He learned the plan, and now he's doing. He's going through his calls and his reads. And he got Hill, and he got Waddle now. So, like, they has a great connection with both of them. Yeah. They definitely you have um, – you have Moster and you have Edmonds. So, like, at the end of the day, this is a team that has speed. And it's not that Tua is underestimated. I think he just knows how to go through his reads a little bit better than we saw him last year. So let me let me transition to something because um, we were heavily talking about this on Sunday Night Football. Um, so a lot of people are very critical about Broncos head coach Daniel Hackett because a lot of things going on, like the lack of offense. Go for it. Go for it. Um, I'm going to take him off for now. Uh, me and you, Trey, we're debating. We were like, not really debating like like he should be fired or anything like that. But, you know, because of new ownership and stuff like that, you know, you want to see more out of him, especially with, you know, someone like the Hall of Fame quality of Russ. Yeah. Mike McDaniels is also a first-year head coach. He's. Would you say, Trey, I guess in, in this perspective, because, you know, since we're talking about – we can talk about first-year head coaches – do you feel like Mike McDaniels got the hang of it like really quickly early on, or is it just like maybe the cop, the nerves, you know, he just needs to shake it off. The Daniel Hackett, I mean, um, like you see the comparisons of first, these first year head coaches. Like, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I do think the first probably two weeks, this last week wasn't as bad. I don't believe. Uh, but I think the first two weeks, definitely. Uh, you could see Nathaniel Hackett's nerves. Um, and don't get me wrong, we have a you know a solid team if, if we can stay healthy and put it together. Um, but you know him uh, hiring that other gentleman to help him out, you know, with the 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 scheming and the you know helping with the head coach a little bit. Um, I, I think that'll help his scenario further down the road, so that way he won't mm-hmm. get stressed right now. So maybe that will take a little you know little weight off his shoulders and actually make him calm more during the game. 
Um, as far as uh, McDaniel's, man, that dude is he he's kind of scientific, bro. That dude is smart as shit. So we, I actually heard something. Oh, um, yeah, we're talking about last week with the whole, you know, having the 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 huddle in a general sense where it looks like it's you know tight end, tight end, running back, two receivers, and then they break out and everybody spread out wide. So now your your big bulky defense is having to stay with these fast speed guys on the outside, and it's like, dude, you can't. You can't keep up with that. There ain't no way. So it, it's kind of cool to see two polar opposites, right? I thought Nathaniel Hackett was going to come in and be ready and this and the other. Maybe he will be, you know, halfway through the season, but maybe the the jitters are kind of kicking in. But Daniels is showing what's up, bro. He's kind of cold. So I heard, I saw this on the uh, NFL Network today, man. I was actually listening to it, and, and I rewinded it because of a segment that they talked about, Russ, and how – Russ is Russ, dude. Like, he knows how to make plays out of nothing. Mm -hmm. And what he's not good at is doing his reads. Like, he doesn't – he likes to improvise. Oh, definitely. what the Broncos are trying – I didn't think about that until I heard that. It's like, you know, the Broncos are trying to make him or teach him how to read the, the, the progression and say, okay, can I make a play with the play that we have? If not, after I'm done with all my reads, all right, then I can make something with the play. And usually Russ jumps the gun and, and makes does whatever he, he well, wants. Look at those two big plays that happened late in the game. That yep. one with Kendall Hinton, he scrambled left, made a beautiful throw, bead throw, mind you. And then that one where he booked it himself and, you know, got, what was it, like 12, 15 yards, yeah. something like that. Like two so solid, I, you know, old Russ plays. So so I like that. I like that they're trying to they're trying to teach an old dog new tricks. And I think that's, that's neat because now – you're going to see Russ actually improve from what he was in Seattle. I think so, too. And, again, same concept going back to it. It's a new head coach. It's a new scheme. It's a new quarterback. It's a new ownership, which I know some people don't think the ownership matters that much. but Oh, and that's, that's why. That Look at so, Jerry Jones and the Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? Like, it does matter. Yeah. So, so, for me, the reason I was bringing up that, like, when the text messages is that I think ownership is going to keep a really close eye on this. Because oh, for sure. They didn't hire Nathaniel Hackett. They 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 got the approval and everything after the fact. Like yeah. Nathaniel Hackett was like maybe like the week of the Super Bowl or a week after. You know, something like it was around that time. Yeah. But they didn't get the ownership until like April, May, whatever. So they're gonna keep a close eye on it. My thing is though, when you have some like Art, you know, was rating, you know, the, the duo of Sutton and Judy High, right? Like everyone but me had them in top 10. They're going to be really impressed because now they have a quarterback like Russ. Russ is like dangerous. Um, he's a little older. He's a little more bulkier than he was when, when he first started. So he's not going to run the ball as much. And that, we're seeing that right now. Um, but at the same time, too, since they didn't make the hire, like his, his time is on the clock. Like this oh. is his like even even if like they make the playoffs, they got to like or they have to be like super impressed with him. Otherwise, they'll pick somebody that they want themselves. You know, sometimes that's how they do it, right? The, the mm-hmm. GMs, the new GMs don't didn't want this quarterback, but the old regime got them. You know, so they like switch them out, stuff like that. That's so that's my my concern of things. So, I mean, I don't want Nathaniel Hackett to get fired. Obviously, nobody's gonna want like people to get fired. That's Mike McCarthy. You know, he sucks, but um, we'll see. Like, but Mike McDaniel's, you see how. He's going out. He just beat the number one team. Now his team's in number one. Yeah. Josh McDaniels can't get a fucking win in, in Las Vegas unless he's with Bill Belichick. Apparently he can't do good, you know, outside of that. I still don't understand that one. That that literally blows my mind. Um, and so 
we're seeing some people struggle early on. So, but at the same time, also succeeds. Daniel Hackett's two and one. It's a gritty game. Football is not always going to be the highest scoring or whatever. I'm yep. totally fine with that. I don't mind that. But sometimes also when you're paying a lot of money to your offense, you kind of want to see some results. Oh, for sure. Too. And what's crazy too is so far this season, there have been a lot of low scoring games in general. It's yeah. kind of weird. But you know those low scoring games, man? Like they're it's actually weird, entertaining. Right? Like freaking high, like mid, mid 30s, low 40s. And it's like 19 to 17. Yep. It's like, like, but I think I those games are a little bit more entertaining than the games oh. that you're like, oh, it's going to be a shootout. Like, don't get me wrong. Shootouts are fun. Yeah. But, like, you actually get to see football. Like, you're like, oh, yeah. shit. Like, the defense made the stuff. Now the up, like, it's exactly. great. I like that. Exactly. Yeah. I don't I, I don't think anyone should really should hate on the variety. Hate it for fantasy, it's though. <laughs> no joke. Yes. Yes. For fantasy wise, it's going to hurt. Like, I don't want to, I don't want a Broncos player now, guys. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> All right, especially when the first the first three games are sixteen points, sixteen points. Maybe maybe points. just the defense. You know? Maybe just the defense. I have the defense. They they've been doing good for me. Yeah. They gave me seventeen points last week. So yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, quick story, guys. So I went I wanted to go quickly into this just because we were talking about this. So we're we were talking about fantasy football to start because um, we were just talking about it prior. We're talking about trades, how some should be, how we get a bunch of one sided trades versus like should we be just getting like offered fair ones. Uh, we're talking about last year's controversy on our league because uh, there was a trade done, and it was bad. It was clearly one-sided. Um, it has to do with one of our co-hosts, Alex. You know, he was desperate looking for his first win, wasn't getting one, you know, so he was looking out to make trades. So before the controversial trade, you could tell how desperate he was because he actually traded our boy Art here. He traded... Uh, Saquon Barkley, this is last year's Saquon Barkley, all the players last year, Jalen Waddle, Kyle Pitts, all to Art. While Art gave for up Cordero, for Cordero Patterson, Deontay Johnson, and Alex Collins, the running back for Seattle, who is not even there, I think, anymore. So that so was a decent one. Oh my god, okay, so that's a that's decent, you know. Last year's Saquon's not not this year's Saquon, so yeah. And at that point, Cordero Patterson's already setting you know himself apart. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was the only decent part of the, that trade. The following the following trade, which made everyone controversial because he's trying to get new people. He gives up. He gets Mike Williams right at the time. Mike Williams is top three, top two, whatever wide receiver. He he gives up Stefan Diggs and Herbert and Justin Herbert. He had two QBs in that league, though. That's still. Oh, wait, wait. No, it gets better, though, Trey. After that trade, I got Herbert in my team. He also gave you Mike Williams, to be fair. No, 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 no. I got Herbert from the other guy. Oh, yeah, but then, but Alex, after he, like, pretty much gave oh, up, he gave yeah. you, got, he gave you Mike Williams. Mike, or got Mike Williams and traded away Stefan Diggs. And Justin Herbert. Stefan yep. is was struggling early on. So this is why he I think he put it in there because it was rough. But it was a glitch. Uh, it could have been a it, glitch too. It was, but at the same time, there's a lot of controversy. Was he asleep? With it was other things going on. I forget the full details of it all, but it was oh, a funny please, story. It's just please. like watch out for your trades in fantasy football, guys. That's all I gotta <laughs> say. Sometimes you go crazy. Uh, and that topic's only brought up because of uh, yeah, well, because we get- <laughs> today's trade, yeah, 
Because Arden, Arden trade made a trade today, and that was more fair. But someone said, "Oh, one-sided trades." I don't know. You know who you are. <laughs> so, anyways, we'll, we'll we'll move on to that, uh, next topic. <sighs> Actually, no. You know what? I want to ask y'all. I want to. I want to let y'all tell me what games do y'all want to talk about. Was there something that happened on Sunday that y'all want to discuss? I mean, just the normal shit for me. I mean, is it more with the Broncos? We want to talk about Cooper Rush becoming the second coming. Are we going to talk about how Cooper Rush is becoming the second coming of Roger? Actually, yes. I actually talked about that. Which one? I think Cooper was throwing fucking dimes, bro. He was actually diming it up out there, bro. Like, it was nice. Like, he had some great throws. I even texted my other group, too. I was like, dude, he's actually, like, throwing really well. He looked comfortable. He didn't look rushed or agitated or irritated or anything like that. Like that one that making mistakes. That one that CD that CD should have caught was a beautifully thrown ball right into like a 50-55. God, dude, beautiful. Right into his freaking pocket. Like gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Even the one that he caught with the touchdown, it was perfectly over the defender to where CD could only catch it or go out of bounds. End of story. Like he was that was a great game nonetheless, back and forth, but it was Man, he was killing it, bro. Also, I want to put in there, Pollard needs to take over very, very soon. If not, he needs to get traded and be a number one running back somewhere. He's definitely doing work. Um, I think the best thing for Cooper Rush and the Cowboys and their fans is that he's not making mistakes. Like, he's not desperately throwing, you know, heaves out there just to make a play like freaking Mac Jones and his injured ass. Um, (laughs) What? (laughs) <laughs> oh, <laughs> but um, and by the way, for us Patriot fans, season's over already. <laughs> already, yeah, so, it's week four. <laughs> it, it's okay. Yeah. He has a high ankle sprain. He's probably gonna be out four to six weeks. It's, hey, but he don't need surgery though. He he does not need surgery though. He and that's said, always the that's always the best thing. If you don't need surgery, that's good. But but here, other other players. Here we go, number one pick. Here we go. <laughs> Nah, he looked good. Uh, he didn't look bad. Two point or what? what? Was that true? Tank for two or two point I don't even know. I gotta look at the college recruits who are gonna be eligible for the draft. <laughs> so, what do uh, you so- think of the Jaguars, Chargers, and Eagles, Commanders, dude? Because the w- Jags just did the same thing they did to the Chargers. They did it to the Colts last week. So I was I was about to bring that up actually. I was about to, since uh, we were talking about tanking for somebody. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is coming in really nice. That Doug Peterson uh, hire has been very beneficial for that team. And their he's looking is stupid. Yes, it is. He's looking very comfortable in the pocket. He's not many making many mistakes. He's mm-hmm. feeling good. Uh, maybe we we were really critical on the overpay for the receivers, but those receivers are showing up. And they're showing out James Robinson making himself a really big candidate for comeback of the year after that Achilles tear. Travis Etienne's okay, but he's not really showing out because James Robinson is still owning that that you know the lead role in the backfield. Yeah. Um, Art talked to me about the Commanders. They're Carson Wentz is back to Carson Wentz. You know his he's struggling. The Eagles decimated them. What, give me your thoughts on that game, man. I think at the end of the day, it wasn't that Carson Wentz went back to Carson Wentz. I think the Eagles D is just they're they're, so. they're making freaking locks, man. Like the fact that they were able to the first week they had their their hurt ifs. But like against the Vikings, they were able to contain Justin Jefferson. 
KJ Osborne and uh, Dalvin Cook to slow yardage. Yeah. So the fact that they were able to contain one of the best, one of the top three or best receivers, top five, however people want to do it, like the mm-hmm. fact they were able to close them and then close the running back, like that was great. Yeah. Like they're playing smart defense against the commanders, man. Like they knew that they knew that the, the weapon was not Terry McLaurin, dude. Like I've, I've been calling, I think he's going to get rookie offensive player of the year, man. Jahan Dotson, man, like he's super fucking shifty and they held them to low yardage. Like that's the person that Carson Wentz has a connection with. And that's the one that moves the ball around. Yeah. The fact that they were able to shut him and Curtis Samuel down, like Terry McLaurin couldn't really do much because of that situation. They you can only go long with Terry though. So, man, it, it was it was crazy. AJ Brown is going off, but Devontae Smith, Smith got rock bottomed multiple times, and he still caught that ball. Hung so on to beautiful shoot. though. There was like three or four players, man. Catch were gorgeous. Did you see the one on the sideline though? The one before the uh, the rock bomb. I didn't see that one. So he goes up and like he just catches that that ball on the sideline, it like above the receiver. Yeah, and that was a freaking great catch too. Right? Off, if we're gonna talk about a sideline catch, we gotta throw in the use check catch, bro. The toe tap. <laughs> that was toe tap, bro. Come on. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, guys, let's introduce uh, our fourth member of the panel, good co-host here, OG. It's Marco. He is here with us now, guys. What's up, Marco? Hey, what's good? How are y'all? Good. Doing good, man. You sound better than you did last time. Last time was all staticky. You sound good. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Sometimes Not... have those type of issues. You know, it's hurricane season, but what can I say? Speaking of which, meteorologist Marco, uh, why don't you tell us how bad the hurricane is that's going to affect the Tampa game being moved all the way to Minnesota? Um, yeah, just, I mean, pretty bad. The storm surge, the flooding is probably the biggest thing. Uh, now it's really after the storm is starting the weekend over land, it's really just going to be a, a matter of, of all the rain um, that they're going to be getting, especially there in Tampa. Um, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's a mess, man. Uh, poor people. I mean, you guys just got to pray for them because a lot of people are, are stuck in their homes, flooded. Nobody has houses anymore. They all flood away. Um, I mean, you're talking about wind gust up to 180 miles per hour uh, taking out homes i mean it's no joke when you got a category four which it might be upgraded to a category five after they get all the data um you're talking about worst hurricane on the scale um probably top three a uh, worst hurricane to hit the western coast of florida so uh, not a pretty sight and uh, yeah we just gotta gotta see the aftermath now and the flooding is gonna be the biggest thing um let's see how much damage the stadium suffered um, and if it's going it, to be be playable for the le- next couple of games, dude. What this, I saw that sucked on that hurricane is that it it didn't come out from the east; it came out southwest, and it's literally like a yeah, whole worst case Florida, scenario. dude. Like, well, typically people don't know, but hurricanes uh, usually the uh, eastern side, northeastern side of hurricanes are the the strongest. Okay, uh, that's where the physics and stuff kind of combines to have the greatest amount of winds. Um, so with that, you have no friction coming over the waters, right? So the wind's passing. So it's at full strength. It's not bumping into buildings. It's not anything. So all that water uh, from the ocean is basically like, talk about like an enormous tide coming in and just taking out houses. Damn. So yeah, reports are that like there's like sharks uh, uh, in the in the streets of uh, 
Port, uh, Porta Gorda, right there in Florida. Oh my God. About probably about 50 miles south of Tampa. So, um, yeah, that can only tell you how much, uh, how bad it is right now. Jeez. Our, our, well, I don't know if Trey remembers him, but uh, an old retreatant from uh, our ministry days, uh, Nate, he's a storm chaser. He's actually, out there. he's actually out there right now trying to get close to like really like, you know, do his thing. Uh, so wish him and anybody out there that luck. Um, so Marco, let me ask you while you're here. Um, you're, you're, the KC the Tampa game is being moved over to Minnesota, like I said, over to the Viking Stadium. What's a big factor for you? The change of going into an indoor stadium, especially when you're te- you're a team that's an outdoor stadium. Plus, you're going from grass to turf. Like, how big do you think this affects both teams? Honestly, um, in my opinion, I mean it's going to be a shorter flight. So it might be a little bit better instead of going from well for, for the Chiefs, right? You mean for the yeah Chiefs? for the for the okay. Chiefs, it's going to be a shorter flight, uh, which uh, that may maybe not be a big factor. But we're talking about the stadium. Um, I think any quarterback that plays in a, a stadium inside, it probably benefits them a bit because you don't deal with the. I mean, there is some funneling sometimes inside the stadiums, but yeah, when it's completely closed off, I mean, it's not really going to be an issue. So I think it just benefits the QBs now. The players playing on turf, um, yeah, poor, poor guy over there, the giant shepherd. Um, oh, so I mean, that's what I was mainly going for is the fact that you know every player hates turf, and now they're you know now they're going they're forced to go over there, especially when they're preparing for like just regular grass. Injuries are so sometimes also like a little bit more mental. So this happening, and now it being like getting so much mainstream media, and they're listening to it. Now they're gonna think twice of how they cut on turf. Like think, just watch how a little bit of things start changing a bit. Um, because I feel like the psychological aspect now of things getting a little bit, uh, uh, where they're talking about the turf and stuff, um, something to think about as well. Yeah. Um, so should, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Marco, was there anything as far as week three happened, like any games that you want to discuss? I know you're coming in late. We discussed some of the first year head coaches, uh, the, the Dolphins Bills game, um, anything like you have, you know, do you want to just say your piece about? You know, before we go on, uh, I mean, uh, I mean, I've never seen a uh, a, a pun go to someone's ass before, um, so that was crazy. Uh, it's really funny. Hey, he he kind of made a field goal from it. You know, he hit the he hit his ass so hard and bounced back and went to the uprights. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's pretty awesome. Uh, but I mean, besides that, I think the only thing I think the biggest takeaways is that are the Jaguars a team. Yeah, we do. We're talking about that too. We we're saying Trevor Lawrence is looking nice. Definitely making those uh, second year improvements, especially with a good head coach this year. Now, no drama really distracting them this side, you know, this time around. Um, can I ask how, how you felt about the Chiefs losing to the Colts? Like that was a real upset that I was very confused about. Like, I mean, what to you? Uh, I mean, when the know. when you're, I mean, honestly, people forget how important. And I'm not just saying this bias, like being biased, but kickers are such an important part of the game. Um, and when you leave points on the board, uh, like Amendola did, Matt Amendola, which he showed good signs of being a good kicker, but I think when it came down to those big points that we needed, he left seven points on the board. You okay. can't do, you can't, you can't do that. You know, that, and that's a whole, that's that's a swing in the game. That's seven points. You know. 
if he makes those field goals and he makes that extra point, it's a completely different ball game right now. Um, and I think that's the biggest thing. I think for the most part, our defense just got sleepy at the end. And, you know, I mean, when a six, seven foot guy, I mean, can just put his hands up and catch the ball. It's... <laughs> I mean, what do you Trey, think? <laughs> Trey, how did you feel about the fact that actually, in, like in that last drive for the Colts, um, they got the stop. The Chiefs got the stop. And then Chris Jones is talking shit to Matt Ryan. And they, but just Shoot. talking shit. They throw Shoot. the flag and it's 15 yard penalty automatic for his own, even though the punt team's already out there. Stupid. It's it's dumb. I understand trash starting is part of the game. I get it. And it's cool to do it a little bit. But what from what I was reading, what pushed the refs to throw the flag was he stayed there talking. Instead of like, you know, they it goes back to like that. Walking the, and talking? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it goes back to that, like uh the situation of why Mike Evans got suspended. It's because he ran off, he was already going to the sideline and he came back in. Saying walk off and talk your shit a little bit. They're not gonna do anything. You know what I mean? Like, don't make it a big fucking deal. And right then and there, they had him, they stopped him, and they were about to get the ball back. And they, knowing Patrick Mahomes, as everybody knows him, they could have easily won that game. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, that, they were winning that one, and then that penalty cost them to get the game-winning touchdown. And, yeah. You know, it, 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 the, the swing is real big. I don't know his position in it. Um, Mark could probably t- answer this more better, but – if Chris Jones was part of the special teams for that punt and stuff like that, maybe he doesn't need to walk away because Matt Ryan was already walking away. It's not like – I don't know. Maybe – I don't know if he was going to be in for the next play for the punt and stuff like that. I could be wrong. Um, but, like, if he's going to stay for that play and he, he's not moving, he's like Matt Ryan. It's not like he's getting in his face and stopping him from going. I don't know. I, I thought that was just a big dramatic, you know, situation that really did not help, you know, the result of the game, obviously, because the Colts are not the better team. F- football is 50% mental. If you, if you, if you let things get to you like that, I know in the heat of a game it's pretty easy, but when it costs you flags, like you can't have it, man. Especially a vet like him and the type of player he is in our league, like you just can't have it. He has enough experience to know that. And honestly, that, well, I'm questioning the so- I'm question- questioning the softness of the refs because like last year when uh, one of the Bears players just tried to avoid the ref but kind of bumped them, they gave him a penalty flag. Yeah, that I, I know. Well, look at the—I mean, look at the pass interference call from last night's game, or Monday night's game. Like, like that wasn't pass interference on uh, 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 one of those play. I, I forgot who he ran into. I think he ran into Stefan, uh, what receiver? I don't know if it was Shepard or who it was, but he like they called it. Uh, oh, pass I remember which play yeah, defensive heard. pass, offensive pass interference. Like, yeah, I remember which play you're talking about now. Yeah, like. Like it was so soft of a cause. I mean, these refs. I'm. Ah. I mean, yeah, they make mistakes, but I think sometimes they get caught up in it too. Like they, you know, they want to make sure that if they messed up on one play, they make up for it on another type deal. Maybe I, I don't really know, but. So I don't. Oh, I don't know how true it is though. But supposedly there's a rumor going around that they kind of figure out what calls you're going to be doing, like or what calls are going to be focusing during the game, and that's mainly what they focus on. So like if it's gonna be roughing the passer, like that's pretty much what they start focusing. Like, sure. roughing the passer. Whatever. I think they look at. I think it's, that's right because I think what they do is I think they have whatever they have like meetings, kind of like uh, looking over like what kind of penalties the teams get like more frequently. Oh, so it's like a yeah. like meeting to mm-hmm. crazy supposedly. Dude. I don't know. I, like same thing with our. I mean, it, makes, it makes a little sense, right? Because if you know a guy's gonna be a freaking like. 
For example, Indomik and Sue would rough the passer all the time. Just yeah, terrible the you know you're gonna watch him <laughs> do something stupid. So it makes I mean it makes a little sense. I mean, just see Boogie Cousins get attacked for just breathing in the NBA. So yeah, I mean it should happen. So I do want right, this past week, two people mm-hmm. got uh, you know, a sigh of relief in uh Mark Sanchez with the butt fumble. Now we have a butt uh a butt punt. And Mr. Danerlovsky with the stepping out of the end zone. That was a uh, lead. But, but Dan Orlovsky is still worse. The man ran like 10 oh, yards across the, the, the freaking – No, he was – He was like, I got this pass. And they were like, out of bounds. And he goes, oh. Like, Jimmy G's is bad because no one forced him out. And he just walked back. <laughs> Go, but, but Dan Orlovsky went the whole way. Like, oh, I got this. I'm finding you. <laughs> I got you now. So – uh, it is what it is. Um, it was. It's fun. I, I'm hope. I'm looking forward to tomorrow's game. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah. Let's get down to predictions. Um, I think everyone's feeling good. So let me just update everybody. Like what the leaderboard is in last place right now is our good old buddy here, Art. He is down 23, 24, and one. Uh, bad. You know, not really a bad week. Making up a little bit. He went positive. Making up a little bit for uh, uh, the last week's fiasco. Uh, in second place right now, it's Marco at 24, 23, and 1. I'm not second, but uh, second to last. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, you went, like, backwards. <laughs> Tied for a second. After making a major comeback in a positive week, it's Trey and myself at 25, 22, and 1. And only a, a lead by one game, it's Alex at 26, 21, and 1. Uh, he had a really bad week, so... He's yeah. going to try to make up for it to keep that lead. As well, what we're doing is the loser of the week puts in a $5 for the pot, and the winner of the entire deal gets that pot, which I think it's like 90 bucks, 100 bucks, something like that, right? I think. Yeah. Something. It's like yeah, about 100 so. For fun, last person every week pays five, and then the winner gets it all. So you can make uh, it. Keep, keep talking about that real quick. I'm going to go get my charger because it's not even blank here. Uh, we bet games, they win or lose. No, it's been no fun at the end. No, bro, like, no bull. Like some of the teams that I think are like the Chiefs. I thought the way the Colts were playing, I thought the Chiefs were going to smoke them. Well, after the freaking Jags made them, they're yeah, just brutal. That's why I'm I'm actually very impressed that I did what I did last week with the ten and five because that was crazy, five. half of that stuff. You went you went eleven and five. Oh, sorry, eleven and five. My apologies. Yeah. So. Um, as a gift for not really a gift, it's more like since we are doing this as a competition, yes, we're gonna get money for it. But just like we're competing for a trophy and money for the fantasy football thing, I decided to buy a little something for us. Oh, sure. Um, out of my own little pocket. So the winner of this first year's pick'em will receive this nice Chocolate little bar. WWE championship. Hey, that's cool. Uh, hey, belt that's buckle. Dope. That's so, awesome. Hell yeah. So this is one that was worn by Eddie Guerrero, Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle. Um, so, yeah. So the winner, cool. the winner gets that. So that will be nice. That would be awesome. Um, bragging rights for a year up until, you know, they Thank lose you. it because they will. Hell <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anything further ado, let's start with Thursday Night Football. I have Alex's predictions here. Since he's not here, he goes first. Yeah, I was just about to say. <laughs> yeah. well, I was gonna say let's first in, so I know mentally where I'm at if I agree or not. <laughs> I don't know if I want to because he is in the lead. I don't know. Like, I think that I think that's a disadvantage on us. You should say them first. 
But what? But will his pick make you change your mind? Though? That's my question. Touche. Nah. Not after not after this past week. Valid point. That's right. That this week for him was probably the worst out of anybody had done the whole time. And and Trey and, and Contreras, Trey did the best out of anybody has done so far. This week. All right. All right. Dolphins at Bengals is Thursday night football. Bengals wearing the white jerseys, the white helmets. Joe Burrow does not give a fuck. He can wear trash bags for all he cares. That's what he said, his own words. Alex has picked the, the Dolphins. Miami Dolphins because he's still on that Joe Burrow and Bengals are not going to win the division or go to the playoffs. I disagree. I'm picking the Bengals to win. The Dolphins exhausted. Tua hurt. Short game, they have to go out to Cincinnati. They gotta go all the way to Ohio. You know, short week. I mean, not short game. Um, their offense is probably gonna be fresh because, like I said, what we were talking about earlier, they only played about 19 minutes uh, possession time versus the Bills 40. But that defense is exhausted. I I will stick to that. So I'm gonna pick the Bengals. Alex picks the Dolphins. Art, I'll start with you. I'm gonna go with the Bengals, man. I think the they they got their first win last time. Last week, man. But I think this week it's at home. They have something to prove. Um, and Joe Ward just needs to get better behind his O-line, dude. The O-line needs to protect him. They did spend some money on that O-line. So I think we need to see Mixon make some runs. We're going to see some passings down the lane also for Jamar Chase and uh, and T. Higgins. So I'm, I'm going with the Bengals on this one. Marco, your pick. I'm going to roll with the Bengals. Trey? Bengals. Angles. All right. So another one where Alex is alone on this, so he could be. But I, I think I agree with your theory, Jose. I think the defense is definitely tired, but I also think the Bengals got a little bit of swagger last week. So they put up some decent numbers. Um, they're rolling in home, wearing white. White have... swag. <laughs> that white swag might do it. All right. It's going to be Vikings at Saints. Alex hey, real quick. To... Yo. Real quick, uh, I gotta uh, for like two minutes. I gotta just get off. Work. I have an emergency here at work. Real quick. All right, no worries. I'll I'll, I'll bring right. back. Hold up. All right, so we'll get his picks later on. Uh, Vikings at Saints. Art, I'll start with you. I'm gonna go Vikings, man. Um, I think everywhere that I've been listening, man, like they've been kind of down on it. Justin Jefferson hasn't broken out since week one. Same thing with Jamar Chase, man. That's uh, that's the thing. I think Justin Jefferson is going to get uncontained this week against the Saints. Um, but I also think that the Saints are going to – this is going to be a good game, though. Uh, I think they get a little bit more usage out of Kamara, uh, especially if Winston's a little bit down and hurt, man. He needs to start ditching that ball down to Kamara, though. But I'm going to go Vikings on this one. Uh, Trey, go you. It's tough. It's a tough pick, but I'm going to go the Saints. Um, I The Saints are at home. They always play really well at home, or typically always play really well at home. The only reason I'm nervous about the pick is Winston, really. Um, he's just I a mean, machine, bro. Yeah, he's still playing hurt. I think uh, the the game, the planning behind not using Kamara as much as they should be. Yeah. Um, and let's bring Marco back in real quick. The way that they're not using really uh, Kamara well right now is bothering me, especially since I own him in fantasy. Yeah. Um I think I, I said this on the on the fantasy comments, I was like, dude, Kamara put up more of a fight in that elevator against that civilian than he has on the field. 
Uh, he needs to really command the ball more. I know that their head coach was their de- the defensive coordinator last year. Now he's the head coach, but they need to like really step it up. The Saints yeah. are better than this, especially with that defense. Yeah. Um, I'm picking the Vikings to win. Um, I think they're just the better offensive team. Dalvin Cook's injury does worry me, though. He's gonna not, come. No. He's gonna come with a harness, man. He's gonna do his uh, harness game. <laughs> uh, that might not be. That might not be till the following week. But I'm. I'm, I'm gonna pick the Vikings. Uh, Marco, what's your pick for the uh, Vikings at Saints? So I gotta support my boy Justin uh, Jefferson on my fantasy team because he's been absolutely ass uh, the past two games. Uh, so uh, we're gonna go ahead and I'm gonna go ahead and go with the Vikings here. I think. Uh, I think they have something to prove still that uh, maybe they're not as sorry as a team as they've been showing the past two games. So um, let's go, let's go Vikings. Yeah, they got the the nail biter win against the Lions. It was really tough. Lions still looking good, even in defeat. Um, hey. What are you going to say, I was going to say the Lions look, look good. I do. Dan Campbell is really, like, passionate about it. I mean, he's a guy you fight for, so you yeah. know those Lions are going to fight for him. Yeah, Alex picks the Saints, so it's he and Trey agree with the Saints winning. They're going to win at home. That, that's their prediction. Uh, speaking of the Lions, we have Seahawks at Lions. Alex picks the Lions. Myself, I agree. I picked the Lions. Uh, Art, I'll start with you. What is your pick? So this one's a, this is going to be a, an interesting game, though. DeAndre Swift is hurt. He has a shoulder injury also. Amorase Brown has an ankle injury, too. So it's going to be interesting. Does, uh, and TJ, TJ also has a freaking uh, – Hip and ankle sprain, and then uh, DJ Shark, or no, you're thinking about the other, other one. one. Fuck, I, uh, I had it in my head, I was looking at my fantasy, but no, yeah, they're all hurt. All the receiver core is hurting right now, a little bit. Uh, Jamal Williams is probably much the only healthy weapon they have right now, other than TJ so, Hawkinson. Well, TJ is also hurt, man, so it, it's gonna I be. It's gonna be a good. I mean, it's gonna be a good game in the sense of like it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be high scoring. Uh, I'm gonna call this one the upset. I'm, I think the Seahawks pull out with the win on this one just because of the injuries. Um, so I'm wow. gonna go Seahawks on this one. Crazy girl, you think Geno Smith's gonna get his act together? Uh, he hasn't looked good since that Week One matchup against the Broncos. Ironic. Uh, Marco, your pick: Seahawks Alliance. I think, too, this is a tough one just because of all the injuries. Um, you know what? I think the Seahawks are aiming to get a quarterback in the in the draft soon. So uh, going to go with uh, go to go with the Lions. Let's get the Lions winning. All right. All right. We got the Lions win there. And Trey? Lions. I just think they're on a hot streak right now, man. Uh, I, do, I do agree with Art's injury-prone status, but I, I don't know, man. Golf is hot right now. They shouldn't have lost this past week. Mm-hmm. Doing all right, man. He's Jamal Williams. I love Jamal Williams. He's he's goofy. So, have you noticed yeah. that the freaking injuries have have had nothing to do with either of the teams winning the past week? Dude, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> here already is just so weird. Like, yeah, you, you know what? For weird year. But for that, like, how disciplined are those like teams that are winning despite injuries? Like, you know, yeah. like. The Tampa Bay, yes, they lost a close one, but that defense is still strong. They only lost by two to Aaron Rodgers. You know, and they have no weapons with Mike Evans suspended, Godwin hurt, Julio hurt as always, you know, stuff like that. And they somehow still only lost by two points. Yeah. Um, so it's crazy. Um, got everybody. So Art's the only odd man out on that one. He's the only one to pick Seahawks, the rest pick Lions. 
Jets at Steelers. Uh, Art, I'll start with you. So I think this is the first game that Mr. Mommy quarterback is coming back to play. He's been cleared. Oh, I'm gonna go with this. Yeah, he's cleared, man. They cleared him. Uh, man, really so they're gonna they're gonna set Joe Flacco supposedly. Um, Steffer's mom's got it going on. So I'm gonna go with the Steelers on this one. Man, um, my pick. This is this is another game where I think Trubisky has to uh, has to put up points, man. He has to make some a better connection with uh, with Claypool, Deontay, and uh, Pickens. So I'm gonna go Steelers on this one. Let me, let me ask you this before we, we go on to the next person picking. Um, the OC uh, apparently is not allowing Mr. Trubisky to do, call an audible. So whatever he calls, that's it. It's straight. I wouldn't like, either. But I, I would. I would let him do it. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. In my experience, I mean, fucking okay, I mean, Matt Canada is saying – you know what, Mitch? You failed in Chicago. Yes, you went to Buffalo, but you can't call an audible even if you see something on the field that you know you have to go by my my way or the highway. And after they start one and two, is that really a fair thing to continue? I don't believe so. I don't think Matt Canada should be doing that. Nah, dude. Honestly, like it's a it's a funny thing, and I think everyone just puts Trubisky's fault on the Bears, man. But at the end of the day, it was freaking naggy, dude. Uh, yeah. his game plan is just if, even that, even though he got the freaking like quarterback, uh, sorry, coach of the year, his first year, man, like it has nothing to do with it. Um, Trubisky's not a bad quarterback, man. We saw him, I think he got a lot better experience in coaching in, in, at the bills. And I think we've seen some of that, like he doesn't have his interception ratio. It's like super low though. So mm-hmm. he just needs to make made her make yeah. better passes though. True. So, true. But if you're a QB in the league, you need to be able to take chances too. But if, if your you know team's I mean? not letting you though. Yeah, that's true. And, it's, and it's a thing. thing too, let me put in the let me maybe put this into another take here. Do you think it. they're doing that with him because they're kind of thinking of Kenny Pickett coming in and he may be like, Oh, well, you let him call audibles and it'd be like a setup for like for Kenny to know like, hey, I things think- are gonna go through me. I think Mike Tomlin is protecting Kenny Pickett because he knows how bad this O-line is. And if Mitch Trubisky is struggling with this O-line already, and even the running backs, like the you know, Najee has not had an explosive game yet, if you, you don't want to put your rookie, your future quarterback in danger. Yeah. So I personally believe that they're going to sit out him out at least until week 14 when they're, they know they're out of the playoffs, and then they, he could just get some you know end-of-the-year reps before right. uh, the, the following yeah. year. That makes sense. So, I, I personally think they're just trying to protect him. Um, Marco, I'll go with your pick now for Jets at Steelers. You're, you're picking the MILF chaser? Yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I just don't believe. I, I just don't think the Jets will get a win here. I think I think the Steelers will end up getting a win. I think it's unfair for the – like, they're they're booing Mr. Biscay. I just think it's so unfair. They're, chan- really... they're chanting for Kenny. Yeah. Kenny, Kenny. And – I just don't think it's fair. Trubisky, you know what I mean? Like, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, poor guy, man. I mean, I mean, just poor dude. (laughs) Can't say much about it. So I'll go with him. I'll go with the Steelers. And I get it. I get it. Fans are impatient, right? Because, you know, you see, like, Herbert, he came in for Tyrod Taylor after he got stabbed. Uh, Now he's doing $5 million for the money. And you saw Baker win after uh, Tyrod Taylor failed the Browns. Uh, So, you know, 
You Tyron see some Taylor. game changes. Well, after they stabbed him in the ribs, I mean, I'm pretty sure he hasn't been the same. It was the ribs or the kidney? I forgot. Or lung. It was his lung. It was oh, lung. his lung. His or, lung. I'm sorry. Yeah. Did a collapsed lung. When they yeah, when they man. they messed up his lung. Um, I think they said we're playing the Chiefs. You know what? Die for me slow, slowly. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, I was also I was also thinking uh, with like the whole Kenny Pickett situation. I understand like sitting behind a quarterback, but like, what are you gonna learn sitting behind Mitch Trubisky? I don't know, dude. Like, you know, like that's kind of a thing too. You gotta toss. Maybe it. learn. Yeah. Maybe learn not what to do. <laughs> oh yeah, that could be interesting. Yeah. He, yeah, that he be to do B. Screw that. What was that, Trey? Repeat it. And he does A. I'm gonna do B, like to learn not what not to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey, your pick for Jets at Steelers. I'm gonna go with it. What is that? I, you cut him off. Oh, why? Why are you I'm going that route? Y- y'all pretty much gave every answer for me. Like, the, how do you trust the Steelers? I'm sorry. Defense, defense, yeah, yeah, I get that, but you all now Wilson is not. I, I honestly, I wish they would leave Flacco for a little bit. Wilson is not the guy, I don't think. Okay, okay, I was gonna say, no, no, I, what I was gonna say is Wilson's not the guy, but he's mobile, so that does help a little bit because he can do RPOs, you can do the rollouts, you can do things of that nature. So, I think that's why they'll make it work harder for the Steelers. He, he, he could also throw you five picks in one game. All right, so Alex picks the Steelers. I pick the Steelers. Four and one. This is Trey's against everybody pick. Watch the Jets win. <laughs> it could oh. happen. All right. Bears at Giants. Alex picks the Bears. Um, I don't trust the Bears because they still won't let Justin Fields throw more than 20 passes. I think he threw only 18 last game. So I think he's still under 60 or even under 50, yeah. I think, or just a little over 50 overall for the season. That's crazy. You, if you won't trust him, with Dave, and then David Montgomery is hurting a little bit, um, Darnell Mooney hasn't had a chance to really explode because – the team's not letting him throw, you know. Yeah, so, like, how are you going to let him go? So, I'm going to pick the Giants. The Giants actually looked really good so far. Even in the, the game they lost, for the most part, they looked really good. Saquon is back, according to LeBron James. So, I'm going to pick the Giants. Uh, Alex picks the Bears. Art, what are you going to pick? So, I'm going to roll with my team in on this one. Um, that's, that's what it is. But I was watching a video earlier – no, yesterday, uh, where they're actually – picking a part of the O-line from the Bears men. And they actually don't look as bad as what people are saying. No, they're making they're making the stops. It's just, like you said, like it's the freaking trusting of Fields and letting him throw. So I hope that this is a game where they, they let him get that connection with Komet and Mooney. But Herbert looked good on the ground, man. He looks more explosive than Montgomery, though. So I think this is going to be a wrong game. Um, and then yet again, I last game they, they played it safe. Yeah, they, they kind of played it safe with that field goal, though, but it was nice to see that instead of putting them out to fail. It's like you have the easy win there, take it. Don't go the extra mile. And just like the Broncos game, man, it, it was a greedy game against the Texans. So the Who Texans – Who did the Bears just squeak by against? The what? Who did the Bears just squeak by against? The Texans. Texans, okay, yeah. I was like, it's low scoring. Okay. So it was a low, it was a low scoring game, but I'm just going to go with the Bears, man, on this one. They need to let – they don't need to win this game, though, truthfully. They just need to 
let Justin Field throw the ball, man. See if he is going to be the quarterback. And that's my biggest thing is like you look at Trevor Lawrence. You know he's exploding his second year. He's getting more opportunities. Let him let just even if he fails, even if he's like throwing interceptions, let him learn. You know, simple as that. Uh, Marco, your pick for Bears at Giants. Uh, I think the Giants look good as well, so I'll go with the Giants. Trey, I'm going Bears. I think uh, Herbert had a great, great game. Um, I do agree. I think they need to. What's the point of having a you know a star young quarterback if you're not going to let them do what they need to do? Uh, yep. And not let them be comfortable. Like you were talking about with Russ earlier in the episode. Like, if you're going to make a guy not comfortable, how is he going to make him good? So uh, I, I wonder if they are going to let him have a little bit of slack. Um, I also am picking them because the Giants obviously lost Sterling Shepard. Uh, and I, I read, I don't know how true it is, but I read there's a couple other injuries that they're kind of dealing with. So we'll see if that's true or not. But Kadarius Tony is still a little bit. Kadarius Tony won with Robinson. Uh, Kenny Galladay doesn't give a fuck anymore. Um, so that's 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 a mental injury more than the only one that I can trust on there is Saquon, which I mean he's killing it right now. But and you know yeah. what? Like the Bears' defense is not the Cowboys' defense, though. But they have not looked bad, though. Yeah, except against the run. Like if they're able no. to stop Saquon, they'll. I, they I expect there to be a low-scoring game, seventeen, seventeen, something around that area. You know, very low, seventeen, twenty, seventeen, fourteen, whatever. It's defense gritty. That's fine. I mean. Sometimes you need to pick up wins, and it might be the toughest way, but you pick up a win. Uh, my biggest thing so far, I'll say this. I'm looking up at Justin Fields' quick stats. He's only thrown for 297 yards total, thrown mm-hmm. two touchdowns, both in the first game of the season, nothing since, and he's thrown four picks. So you're not like, you're not giving this man an opportunity. So. No, not at all. That's so wild to think about, dude. Do do better for him and do better for your team, do, for your organization. Um, that's all I got to say for that. If you're going to make uh, the guy, you know. Yeah. Uh, Titans at Colts. So both teams got their first win of the season this past Sunday. Uh, it's going to be a game in Indianapolis. So I'll start with you, Art. What is your pick for Titans at Colts? I'm going to stick with Titans, though. Um, I think what they showed last week, it showed that they were getting the gears going. Okay. Henry looked a little bit better. And I like that they're using it in the passing game, though, too. So even though he's not a pass catching back, man, he's – he made what he could with that with the with the passes. So I'm gonna go with Titans on this one. Marco? I think Tannehill is the most consistent consistently inconsistent QB in this league. Um oh, yeah, so Kirk Cousins still lives too, you know. Kirk Cousins oh, still too. lives. Him too, Angle. both of them. Both of them. Um I love Derrick Henry, uh, but I think the Colts, this was a big win for them against the Chief. I think it's a momentum thing. Um I think they're gonna go in. I think um I think they're going to do pretty good. So uh, I'm going to go with the Colts. Trey? I'm going uh, Titans as well. I think Henry looked a little more comfortable out there after his injury. I look, uh, Tannehill is definitely, uh, unfortunately, inconsistent, but I think they have weapons. Uh, Traylon Burgess is looking nice so far. Traylon Burgess is looking nice. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, the Colts, I want them to do so good. I really do. But I just haven't. They have the talent. They do. That's what I'm saying. I just haven't seen. They're also being played by injuries, too. Like, Jonathan Taylor didn't oh, participate sure. in practice today. And Pittman was not, you know what I mean? He was kind of in and out. So, But there's a thing. Like, I feel like without Pittman, their long offense, Matt Ryan's not able to do much without it. And then they're not using Jonathan Taylor the way they should have. So, yeah. That's yeah. why I'm towards Titans, personally. I don't yeah. want because I like the Colts, but. 
Well, I picked the Titans to win the division. Um, obviously, the Jaguars are making me second guess that very well right now. Um, but I do pick the Titans to win this game just because I do think Derrick Henry is essentially back. Uh, that defense for the Colts is not bad, but I also think they just struggle with him the most. Um, and if Ryan Tannehill can run some plays too, you know, yeah. make things happen on, with his legs. At least open it up. Yeah, so I'm picking the Titans. Alex picks the Colts. Um, I'm going to assume that he's just also thinking home field advantage here too. They got the win against the Chiefs. They're feeling good. Um, but those injuries are just hurting. And Shaq Leonard has yet to play. So that's that's another thing for me too. Big injury on the defensive side for them. He might be back though. You think so? I thought they were saying next week, but maybe, maybe so. Maybe even if he is back too. Like if Shaq Leonard, let's say, comes back this week, it's also his first game. He yeah. hasn't had many reps. Whereas you know the other team that he's playing, they're they're kind of ready to go. They're feeling good after beating Vegas, yeah. uh, the Raiders, and so we'll see. All right, let's go with Chargers at Texans. Um, myself and Alex both picked the Chargers, even though that team is ravaged with injuries. Uh, Justin Herbert still, of course, feeling the pain. Keenan Allen, we don't know what's going on with him. Uh, they're uh, the starting tackle. Slater is out for the season, I think. Joey Bosa's on IR. So that team is just ravaged. A team that a lot of people had high expectations for. They're just hurting a lot. But I'm still picking them over the Texans. Like, that's just – I. The Texans offensively aren't – but defensively, they're, they're keeping it as low as they can, but they're not, like, putting up, like, major points. But yeah. who knows, right? You know, the Jaguars put 38 on them and held them to 10. So, I mean, I could be completely wrong. So, um, all right, I'll start with you. Chargers. Mark uh, – Jesus. Who answered that? I'm hearing my kid banging the door. Okay, Chargers. Marco. <laughs> Uh, so uh, Nick Bosa's out with a um, uh, with a groin injury. Joy, Joy, groin injury. Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa. Sorry. Joey. 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 Done. I was yeah, gonna say you're, you're announcing for the Niners. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. Joey. Joey. Joey's done. Um. I didn't like how they looked. Obviously, um, last week against a team that might be a team, but um. I'm gonna go with the upset here. I think the I think because the Texans are a little scrappy team, man. Uh, they might pull out a win. Uh, we'll see. Okay, not bad, not bad. Uh, Trey, I'm going uh, Chargers as well. Um, I do agree that the Texans are low key kind of scrappy, but I don't know if they're scrappy enough to stop the weapons that the Chargers actually do have. You better hope they're scrappy because you just traded for Brandon Cooks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you better hold her scrappy. That one. Yeah, Brandon in another league. He'll be all right. All right. Browns at Falcons. Art, I'll start with you. Man, I think the Browns get it. I think Jacoby has looked good, decent, better than some of the other quarterbacks. Uh, Also, just the weapons, man, like uh, Chubbs and Hunt, they look good running the ball. They have a good O-line. So and Cooper has looked like Cooper. So I hope that they go through this one. I know Njoku is a up and coming tight end on on the team though, but he's he was able to spread the ball a little bit. He's able to maintain the clock and everything. So I'm gonna go Browns on this one. Marco, um, hold up. I'm trying to see what the spread is. 
<laughs> He's like going for it. I want the odds. I want the odds. Falcons at home, so you might choke. Oh, 1.5. Bro. You know, Falcons so are favorite by 1.5. No, the Browns are favored by 1.5. Um, I'm gonna go with the Falcons. I'll go with the Falcons here. Let's take. I'll take the Falcons. All right. I'll take the Falcons. Trey taking the Falcons as well, bro. I don't know. Yeah. You have the spreads on you, right? Um, Cordell shows out. You know, Mariota shows up. Like, it was a tough pick. It was a tough, you know, click to make. But I'm picking the Falcons. And it's not like Mariota's look bad, honestly. No, I think no, no. Quite... that's what I'm saying. Like, it was tough because I like kind of where the Browns are at to an extent. Some of the things they've been doing, they're two and one, so on and so forth. But it was definitely one of my tougher clicks for sure. So. Alex picks the Browns as well, so that's two and two between y'all. So me, I went with the Falcons, mainly because it's hugely affected, I think, the Miles Garrett, you know, accident. The injury. Dude, that was he, wild, bro. So prayers for him and his friend that were in the car. Um, yeah. Obviously, they're okay. Um, no yeah. serious injuries, but it was bad, and I think he's going to be already set out for like a week or two. So without him there, without probably Davian Clowney, I think that Mariota and Cordell Patterson are going to go off on the run game, yep. um, allow more opportunities. Drake London is is very impressive. Dude, Kyle, he's looking good. Kyle Pitts is finally getting the ball more respectively Drake than he should London. be. I said it. You said Drake London. We all have different rookies, but, you know. We'll see how that goes. It's going to be an impressive season, but I'm picking the Falcons as well, uh, just because of the minus of Miles Garrett. Not to say, of course, Nick Chubb and freaking Kareem Hunt can't go off. Yeah. Right, Amari Cooper, hundred yards a game so far. Like even with Jacoby Brissett, Cowboys. I mean, maybe they won't say it publicly. You're regretting that trade right now. I I guarantee. Damn, T that shit. Um. So, speaking of cowgirls, uh, Washington at Cowboys. Um, I'll tell you all right now, me and Alex, we picked the Cowboys. Um, Cooper Rush is keeping it, you know, lit. You know, he's keeping it close. He's not making mistakes that are costing the team. That defense has been solid. Um, that's what's been keeping them alive every game. Michael Parsons, even though he was ill, still went off for a nice sack. I think they got like the defense got six sacks, seven sacks this past game. So Washington struggling the last two games. Uh, didn't put up any points uh, really until the end after it was already over against the Eagles. So, I'm going to pick the Cowboys, and so did Alex. Uh, Art, what is your pick? Hmm. He's going to be a different one right here. I can already smell it. For some reason, I just feel like the Cowboys always choke, man. Ooh. But I like how Rush – No, I, I know, but, like, I just feel like after a good, like, two, three games, they just decide to choke down and and make all the doubters yell again. But Right. So I'm going to go with happy? the Cowboys. Well – yeah, I've been seeing that too. It's hilarious, man. But I'm gonna go with the Cowboys on this one. Um, CD looked good, and Rush looks like a better quarterback than Prescott. Man, he looks more composed. He looks a lot more patient in the pocket. I wouldn't say better quarterback, but I mean, he's I looked better than he's looked better than Prescott. The, the game, that you mean the one game Prescott, Prescott had this season? <laughs> the one well, he looked better than him. That's what I'm. Yeah, he about. did. That's a, that's a fact, though. He's, he's truth. Yeah. Okay. Game. To be again, I wouldn't say he's better than him. QB, but Bengals and Giants defense versus Buccaneers defense. I mean, come on, we're let's we let's not be real about that one. I, I mean, don't care. Ducks making one hundred and forty million dollars. What's up, Trey? Cooper has been doing work. 
I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying Dak had to deal with that defense that everyone has struggled with. Aaron Rodgers. They're the saying Cooper Rush might win MVP. Who? Who? In reality, in reality, too, I also think because Cooper <laughs> Rush knows that it's not like a for sure thing, so he kind of just has that fuck it, let's play type deal. No, I think teams are going to pick him up after this. And he could. Yeah. Could. I mean, there's there's That's teams nice. right now. So Hey. If the Bears aren't successful with Justin Fields, you know, no, Cooper Rush might be the guy. Yeah, see me. <laughs> I don't know. Andy Dalton might come back. Oh, dear God. Oh, God. No. <laughs> All right, Marco, your pick. Washington or Cowboys? Um, So I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Um, Zeke was showing flashes of 2016 Zeke. Uh, that running game looks uh, pretty nice. We'll see how they do. Um here against the commanders, but uh, it's made things easier for Cooper Rush, uh, opening up the run game a little bit more, uh, giving them some time also, uh, some play action. So I think the Cowboys actually win this game by uh, probably about two touchdowns. All right. Um, Trey, your pick. I'm going Cowboys as well. So that's our first unanimous decision there for all of us. So we could be all right or we could be all wrong. We'll see this Sunday. Um, just like uh, Art said, we could be completely wrong, and that's this is where they get so happy that they lose for all of us. Um, speaking of uh, NFC East team, Jaguars at Eagles. Art. This Go is train. a matchup. No, it's not Art. Art. Go oh, Trey. <laughs> He's looking at the spreads. <laughs> I pull up my ESPN because I'm in another Pickums thing with my dad and the family and stuff, so. I just pull up my record. Man, I like the, I like how the Eagles have been looking both defense and offensively, man. Um, the Jags have looked good too, but I think this is going to be a test with a good team, with a good defense. Do the Eagles stay undefeated? I do think they stay undefeated on this one. I'm going right, to go Eagles right. on this one. And this, and for some of those people that don't know, this could be a revenge game for Doug Peterson because this is the first time he's facing off against his former team the team that he led to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. with goals. Uh Marco, your pick for Jags at Eagles. Oh, man, this Eagles team looks impressive. That defense is nice. Uh, the spread right now is that the Eagles are um, negative, negative, 6.5-point uh, favorites. Oh, it's that uh, red? Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I'd take the Jaguars all day. But we're not doing the spread right now, but still <laughs> – I think this is the first law of the Eagles. I think this might be the first loss of the Eagles season. Um, I'm going to go with surprise pick here. I'm going to go with the Jaguars. Let's go. Let's go, Jags. Hey, Trevor Lawrence, he's a guy. Let's go. Not mad. Not mad at the pick at all. Trey? Mark Wayne, surprising the only person. Jags. Let's go. Let's go. And now that spread, I might put a little wrong that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. 230 money um, line. That's, that's going to yeah, be a no, good matchup. Man, their defense is fucking ridiculous right, right now. And, and this is going to be street two. I think it's going to be a close game. This I don't is, think this is, I actually maybe – I think it might be a defensive game. It might be a field goal difference, honestly. Um, this is also the same Jaguars defense that held Josh Allen last year to nada, essentially. So it, That defense is nasty. And Doug Peterson leading the, at the helm, you know, that could be pulling up the upset. But me and Alex don't agree. We picked the Eagles. They are just freaking phenomenal right now. Devontae Smith, right. AJ Brown. 
What's that? Send Marco and I will ride till we die. Let's go. That's fine. That's fine. But uh, we're bringing the Eagles, so that's going to be a really good matchup. Like, I'm looking forward to it. Red zone. I think it's going to be a really good game. It is. Speaking of a good game, possibly a great game, Buffalo at Baltimore. So, Alex picks the Bills. I picked the Ravens. This is going to be a tough matchup. I think Bills obviously are upset they lost against the Dolphins. But Lamar Jackson has been looking nice. This is where Trey is hoping neither defense show out because <laughs> he needs both of them. <laughs> Not ever, baby. <laughs> he, he has both of them in fantasy, so he's like, both quarterbacks, baby. So, come on. With that, hey, with y'all that, let that happen, bro. That is y'all's fault. <laughs> that was eight pick or something, right? Like, ooh, y'all let that motherfucker swing back around. I said, Lamar, you're mine, baby. Let's go. Oh, anybody that listens to the podcast, no one believe that you were going to pick freaking Lamar Jackson, Mr. Yeah. 21. Fine, bro. I lose 20 bucks to you and Alex, but I gain however much in the fantasy. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> All right. Art your, Art, your pick. I'm going to go Ravens, man. Uh, I think we're, we're seeing uh, MVP Lamar, man. And he's looked great. That connection with, uh, with his tight end. And hey, Duvernay, yeah, Duvernay has not looked bad at all, man. And nice. they, man, like they're they're good, man. And I think this is one of the games that I think J.K. Dobbins is back. So we'll see how we'll see how that goes. Let's also but, remember that most of the secondary for the Bills is out or hurting. Um, Joiner was out last game. Uh, they lost Micah Hyde for the season uh, to a neck and spinal injury. So it's gonna be huge. Uh, Marco, your pick. So this is the one that I had a good amount of trouble with. <laughs> it's a hard pick, man. I'm gonna ride with I'm gonna ride with Lamar. Lamar needs to get paid. Let's go Ravens, dude. Get Ravens get a dub. Have you seen all the like the funny videos of that too? By the way, yeah. Hey, we'll we'll I think uh, it's the the sound from Gosh dang, I can't remember what movie, but it's Chris Tucker. I want. 50 million? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah Rush hour. You better pay that man right now, bro. Middle of the season. Let's go. Hey, hey, but uh, Mark Andrews, too, man. He's been looking good. He's been okay. racking up points on my fantasy. Let's go. Um, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think the Ravens get this one, man. Trey? Going, Raves. It, it, was, it was a tough one because I like. Bills. I like Josh Allen a lot. I feel like this is gonna bite me in the ass, but sorry. I'm okay with my, being bit in the ass with that though, because I do. The Ravens are at home. Lamar's on a hot streak. The Bills just got beat, so they could either be pissed or they could be sad. You know what I mean? I think the secondary is the biggest thing for me. Exhausted. They played a lot, and you know, I mean, it's a tough. It was a tough one because I love my boy Josh, but man, I, the Ravens are hot right now, B. Cardinals at Panthers. Art? Good trade, dude. I've been first. Let me go last for once. Let me think He about went it. first last week. That's why. All right, go try. Uh, I'm going to go. I really wanted to say Carolina, but I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go Cardinals on this one. I, I, just, I feel like this is the one. They're going to be at home. 
and they're going to show out for some reason. I feel it because, like I was telling y'all, Baker does not seem comfortable at all, bro. So I I feel like this is going to be the game that he actually does decent. But you're still picking the the Cardinals. Yes, that's. (laughs) I I can't go with my 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 head right now. I got to go with my gut. So all right, Marco. I'm gonna go with Cliff Bar and K1. Get the cards, baby. Ugh, disgusting. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> Art, do you have a pick? I'm going to go with the Cardinals, man. Alex picks the Cardinals as well. You're going to go so Panthers. Do I. No, so do I. I don't <laughs> like it. I, I can't stand Kyler Murray. I, I can't. Really really can. And it's tough. Like, uh, So it's gonna, that's another unanimous one. All right. This is, a, this is an easy one for Trey, I believe. Broncos at Raiders. Actually, I almost, I almost went. Wait, did you pick me first? I'm sorry. Nah, but I, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm picking, I'm picking on you. I'm, 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 so me and Alex picked the uh, Raiders because they need a win. And like I said, the offense the for the Broncos haven't looked great. The defense have, have looked phenomenal, but the offense not look great. So I'm picking the Raiders at home in a divisional game. Derek Carr is that motherfucker. When now? <laughs> Tom Brady said that get Derek Carr, you're gonna choose. The, he said they're gonna choose oh, yeah. that motherfucker. Derek okay. Carr, yep. I've been saying this is overrated. Um, and I'm not. I think he's the worst QB in the division by far. Um, I'm gonna. I think they lose again. So you think Broncos are gonna win? I'm gonna go Broncos. Art. Hmm. I'm going to stick with the Broncos, man. Um, I like the way they're playing. Their defense looks good, man. Certain looks great. Um, and I think they just look a little bit more composed. And since the Raiders need the win, I think they're going to make some mistakes down the road. Trey? This one was tough. Um, at first, I did choose the Raiders, but I swapped it. I'm actually going Broncos. Um I'm trying to play it smart here with my head because I want to. I want to pick the Raiders really badly, but my thought is the only thing I don't like is our defense right now is doing really well. Uh, and on top of that, I think Hackett now that he has that help because obviously he just hired him in the middle of the week. Now that he has that help, things might start smoothing out a little bit more. They're kind of letting Russ start to do his thing a little bit. So I, I and I agree. Sutton has man. Sutton went the fuck off. I think I think Mark Davis scolding Josh McDaniels this past week after after the loss is gonna make him like make smarter decisions, things that he used to make with New England, things that led the team to be strongly offensively. So, so uh, that's Vegas, part of the reason why Go Vegas ahead. has the Raiders as two point five point favorites. Their favorites, yeah. yeah the and, and a lot of it factors with the low scoring of the Broncos. They've Average, I yeah. think, like about be like honestly, the Raiders can put up some damn numbers that they wanted to, but I also don't think the Raiders are playing to their strengths right now. They're like, not. Jacobs hasn't really done shit, at least from what I've seen. Uh, Devontae got shut down, like, like he's getting touchdowns, but he's getting held for most of the game. Saying. Like he's not getting, he's not going off. Obviously, he's going to get his TDs, but in the sense of actual stats, he's not really doing much. Yeah, because mm. he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers. And it's crazy, right. too, because Derek Carr, I didn't think he was – you know, I thought he was okay. Obviously, he's no Aaron Rodgers, but I didn't think it was that big of a deal. 
because of the weapons they have around him. But I mean, I don't even think Derek Carr is like bad. I think it's no. the play calling. I really think yeah. because look at <laughs> look at look at last year. Like even with the drama of John Gruden and then switching to Riz Bas- uh, Basia, like it's he's not he wasn't playing bad at all the, all last season. Like he got shut out twice against the Chiefs, but yeah. other than that, he looked really good. And I really think it's Josh Allen and the I mean not Josh Allen Josh uh, B. Daniels and the play calling. Like I just think it's bad. New system too. Yeah, so but hey, Matt, uh, what is it? Hollins, right? Max Hollins, I think he went off. Like, I think, the, I think this Matt. team just needs another year. I agree. I think, I think next year is going to be a different story. Same concept with the Broncos. I agree. I think once we get a year under our belt, same concept. I also thought the difference with, with adding Chandler Jones to be on the opposite of Max Crosby, like them getting the edges, I thought that was going to be a bigger factor. It yeah, hasn't it's, been. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's crazy to think that, but. Uh, Patri- Patriots at uh, Packers. Um, I forgot that. I say first. I'll go first. Uh, Packers. I picked the Packers. So just the Patriots Packers. are going to be without. I love how be, you said that. I'm the only one that's picking against my team the last two weeks. The, everyone hey, dude, you don't believe in me. you don't believe in Brian Hoyer, bro? Come here, come here, come here! Look at that fucking eye. You tell me if you think I should be following Brian Hoyer's bitch ass. Did you see? Did you see them ask? Uh, did you see them ask Belichick if, uh, about Brian Hoyer? And he was like, he knows the offense pretty well. That's the only reason they have him. Jeez, like, just because, <laughs> like that's it. Because, oh my god, he's like. I thought uh, Jones was y'all's guy, man. He's hurt. I know he's hurt. He got a high ankle sprain on the last play for no fucking reason. Did he get – they're already down by 11 with, like, less than a few minutes. Like, why did you keep him in there? Anyways, Packers. Alex Pace the Packers. Art? I'm going to go Packers. <laughs> Even though I don't to, but Packers. Packers. Trey? Clean sweep. As it should be. <laughs> and, honestly, and honestly, like, if it was not Matt Patricia, if it wasn't, Joe Judge, maybe I could say the defense would put up a fight, but no, fuck that. Fuck that. All right. Sunday night football. Chiefs at Buccaneers. All right, I'll start with you. Can't wait for this. I'm gonna go with Mr. Tom Brady, man. I'm gonna go with the GOAT. Tom Brady. This is also we talked about this earlier. This game is gonna be in Minneapolis, so it's gonna be a different factor for both teams. Um Compared to like what I said, they're preparing for originally. Uh, Marco, I already know your pick. Do I even need to say it? Why should you go ahead and just say it? Cheese, baby. Hey, but right. look, but look. I mean, Tom Brady is the goat, man. Got to put respect on his name. He's had Mahomes' number for a little while, you know. So, um, got to put the respect there. I don't think it's gonna be that close. That close of a game? You don't think so? I just don't think I just don't think the Bucks have the weapons, bro. Right now, I, they, but get I think Evans, they get but Evans I think back. But I think you're yeah, but they're, the they're gonna limit him. They're gonna limit Evans. I, but I think you're underestimating the defense. That defense has kept every team. I don't. I'm not saying that he they will against the Chiefs, but every team that has played against the uh, the Bucks defense has been held to 14 and under. Don't think that will happen. No, I don't think I don't think it'll be either. But I also don't think it'll be that as high explosive as I just uh, I just don't thinking. think that I just don't think that offense uh, can put up that many puts points. up as many points. Yeah, no, I, I that's why yeah. I agree with you. Um, I mm-hmm. think it'll be probably like around twenty one seventeen, honestly, just because of that situation. Uh, Trey, I'm going Chiefs. 
I agree. Alex says Buccaneers. So that's 3-2 right there. Uh, and then for Monday Night Football, hopefully this one's a banger, but maybe not. Rams at Niners. So Alex picks the Niners to win at home. Okay. Jimmy, even, even though Jimmy G was, it will be stepping out of bounds and causing safeties, he, he picked them. I picked the Rams. Um, I think the Rams have felt more comfortable the last two weeks. Cooper Cup is still the best offensive weapon out there right now. Um, those are our picks. Art, what is your pick for the game? I'm going to go with the Rams, man. I think last game, it should have been a little bit higher scoring on the Rams side, man. Robinson dropped a pass right at the freaking goal line. Um, and I believe there was a, another either run by, uh, running by Henderson that was supposed to go in and he just got stopped. Um, so I'm going to go with the Rams on this one. Cam Akers is finally making touchdowns, making plays, or they put him out there more than they have Henderson. So that's a big change there. Uh, Marco, Rams at Niners. So this one was a bit hard for me uh, just because the Niners' defense is really good. Uh, but my question is, is uh, can the Niners put up points? Uh, so just going based off of that, I think the Rams win. Rams win. And I think another big factor that uh, – actually, I'll say it now, even though Trey hasn't gone yet – Trent Williams is probably not going to play this game, the left tackle for the Niners. So protection is going to be very difficult for Jimmy G. Trey? I'm going Rams. And that's our list, babe. That's – I was going to say baby. <laughs> Everybody, that's our list. That's our predictions. You can think we're wrong. You can think you're right. But you know what? This matchup between all of us and Pickums is really close. Dude, it's, it's good, right? Like, it's – it's actually impressive. That's good. So hopefully we see a swing of things. You know, somebody commands the lead soon. But otherwise, just remember, we're fighting for this. Nice little belt buckle, WWE Championship. So be a lot of fun, guys. Um, any final thoughts before we're heading into week four with the Bengals versus Dolphins tomorrow or anything else going on? I hope never to see a butt pun again. Hilariously <laughs> awesome, actually. That's the only thing. I hope uh, this dude accepts this trade. <laughs> You're on my team, bro. That's what I hope. Art, any final thoughts? Nah, man. It's gonna. I think it's gonna be a a good game. I hope it's a better game than the past freaking Thursday games, though. But yeah, I just hope to see the Bengals, man. I think they they put up points and they make it a shootout. Right, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a banger. Hopefully, um, defense for the Dolphins, like I said, is gonna be exhausted. So you know, good luck to them. But fucking Bengals offensive line. Shit. So, all right, guys. Thank you for being here tonight. A lot of fun. Always love talking about football. Guys, follow us on Instagram at Puerto Beach Sports. Follow us on Twitter at Beach Sports Pod. Follow us on TikTok at Puerto Beach Sports. Please, guys, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We truly appreciate it when you do. Helps us get the word spread, more viewers, more stuff, more opportunities for all of us. Um, again, for Marco, for Art, for Trey. I'm Mosegar, so we are Puro Pichu Sports, guys, and we are out.